Welcome to the Every Day is Saturday podcast. The number one motivation show on the planet. No more Mondays for you. It's time to make every day Saturday. This is the podcast where we help you to accept who you are, not where you are. On the roller coaster of life, you know we only sit in the front seat champion. So make sure you are fastened in Let's go. Tired of feeling run down all the time during the week? We can help you make every day feel like it's a Saturday. Let's go pack your bags. It's time to leave Averageville. Introducing the man who thinks abnormal stands for above normal. When you're on fire, people will travel from miles around to watch you burn, baby. We are fired up. The host of the Every Day is Saturday show, Sam Crowley. All right, welcome back to the show, everyone. Sam Crowley, and uh, this is going to be a fun interview. Got my buddy, Brian Brown, the world famous Brian Brown, as we like to refer to him. Brian, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. How you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Great to catch up with you. It's been a while since we had you on the podcast. Yeah, no, it's good to be back. I appreciate you uh, having me as usual. So for those of you who don't recall, Brian Brown is the Local Impact Marketing Podcast guy. Check it out wherever you get your podcast from, Local Impact. And it's a podcast all about how to build your brand locally, which is kind of different than most people. I mean, especially if you listen to a podcast, you're probably plugged into Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn and all those other things. Right. Brian kind of rolls up his sleeves, gets out in the community and makes it happen, man. So uh, you didn't have a podcast prior to this year. You launched it. We've been working together for a little while. How many, how many episodes do you have out there now, roughly? Oh man, uh, you put me on the spot. I, I don't know exactly. I, uh, over forty, well over forty. I think you're right. You have over forty podcasts and uh, a ton of downloads, and it's a very niche-ified podcast. So you know, give us for people who don't know, they didn't listen to the prior, prior interview you and I did a while back. What's the podcast about? Yeah, so the podcast is about uh, helping you grow your business uh, locally by focusing locally. Essentially, uh, acres of diamonds in your backyard, right there. There are, when you start looking and uncovering and generating true relationships within your community, you're going to find that you can grow an unbelievable business just by focusing locally. And I think, you know, the world these days puts a lot of pressure on us to, you know, focus on social media and cast a real wide, shallow net, you know, when it comes to marketing and networking and that kind of thing. And you don't need to, if you go deep and form great relationships based on who's in your backyard, uh, you, can, you can have unbelievable access. And the best part about it is it helps with your quality of life because you're more accessible and available for uh, your family and the things you want to do. Which is a great point. So you're a husband and a father. Tell us about what's going on in like your personal life, kids and wife and all of that. I mean, you've got, you've got all that to deal with as well, right? Yeah. Yep. So I run a mortgage business uh, here in Hopkinton, Massachusetts, which is where the it's the start line of the Boston Marathon. Um, and yeah, I have a, a wife and three kids under seven who are, you know, going back to school and doing all the stuff that young families are doing in sports and, and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, I'm, you know, just like anyone else and trying to run a, a mortgage business and a branch at the same time. And you actually leverage that lifestyle to your advantage. So let me, let me kind of explain that. Brian has amazing ideas. Again, you got to check out his podcast. It's called Local Impact, How to Win Your Local Market. And, you know, you started this because you wanted to be the dad in the drop-off line. You wanted to be the dad involved in your kid's sports. You wanted to be the husband involved in your wife's, you know, in your wife's business. I know she's got her own business and things like that. You didn't just want to be this guy going to a job every day. 
and commuting. I mean, it's no joke trying to get around Boston, right? Tell us what your commute used to be like before you started. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I moved the business twice before I ended up just moving my business to where I live and, you know, going East in Massachusetts, I live about 30 miles West of Boston and going East into any major city is, is brutal. And it's no different here. I mean, I would spend an hour or two, at least uh, in the car, sometimes each direction, uh, just wasting a ton of time focusing outside of my market for no reason. Didn't make any sense. I'm a mortgage guy. I live in a phenomenal market for mortgages and real estate. And I'm just like, this is just dumb. And it's a great community. And I realized that I could have an unbelievable impact on my community just by getting my business more involved and bringing some of these ideas to the community, you know, which I'm, I'm sure we'll get into here in a minute. And it's helped my business life and my personal life. Yeah. So you talk about, I mean, your most recent, uh, the most recent podcast that I recall that you uploaded was about you got involved in the blood mobile and then you're involved. You're doing this thing called hoppy hour, which is a play on words for your local community, Hopkinton. I mean, you're always thinking of ways to get people together. And it's amazing. Like when you get people together, then you end up getting business from it, but you don't ever go into it looking to get business out of it. So give me one example. I mean, you can use the most recent one of the podcast. You can use one from a few months back, you know, yeah. ribbon cutting or any of those. Give me an example of an event that you put together that anybody could do in their local community and how you leveraged maybe a new piece of business from that when you never even went into it for that reason. Yeah. So the most recent one, so I'll give you, I'll give you two, one that I'm currently working on and one that I, uh, I just recently did. So you uh, referenced the, uh, the blood mobile. So, you know, we did a blood drive for anyone who's listening to this. I didn't know this, but the, uh, a blood dri- the, the country is at, in, and I'm using air quotes because this is the Red Cross's word, extreme blood shortage. And I didn't know that. And I read that and I said, man, you know, what can we do? What can I do? And my mind immediately went to, well, I got to give blood, right? I mean, that's essentially what you got to do. So, there's these, uh, you know, converted buses that uh, they're blood mobiles and they'll drive them around anywhere if you can commit to getting a certain amount of people to show up. So my mind immediately goes to, well, great, I'm going to tap into my network of, of, you know, local clients, family, friends, referral partners. And I'm like, I can get 40 people that I know I can. And, you know, if you listen to my podcast, it's all about creating win-win situations, right? Local collaborations that everybody wins. And this was no different, right? The blood, you know, the country wins, right? People who need blood, and, and it sounds extreme, but, you know, people who need blood win, right? We're donating blood. Uh, the community wins because we're rallying together to help a, in a cause. Um, and then I win because, you know, to your point and to answer your question, I ended up, uh, one of the nurses actually reached out to me to refinance uh, because, you know, she's looking to pull equity out of her house and wants to do some stuff. So she reached out to me, but even if I didn't get that piece of actual tangible business, uh, there are a lot of my, I, what I did is I reached out to a lot of my realtor referral partners and it's another touch point. It's another event that deepens the relationship between you know, myself and my referral partners, you know, and then they come in and they, we schmooze a little bit. It's not like they just showed up, gave blood and left. We, you know, there's a certain networking aspect that happened. So that was the most recent one that I actually got business from. And another one I'm working on right now that I'm super passionate about is the Friday Night Lights one. I don't yeah. know if you want me to get into that. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so, you know, I'm a kind of a nerd for local, you know, sports and high school football in particular. I played football growing up. And so I'm kind of a, I'm a little bit of a maniac for like local high school, you know, sports and football. 
and you know, not that I live in South Texas or anything, right? This is Massachusetts yeah. and high school football is not really a huge deal up here, but you know, it's still a big deal, right? And so I love that stuff. So basically what I did is I realized where I grew up in central mass, you know, the Friday night football games were kind of a big deal, you know, and the community would rally around it. And it was just, a, I grew up doing that. It was a fun thing to do. And um, so I said, why can't we do that in Hopkinton? And they were doing a decent job, but there was no, it wasn't like blown up, right? It wasn't like a, a big deal. And I'm like, let's make this a big deal. If you think about it, I, there are uh, kids, uh, players, student athletes, cheerleaders, the band, that haven't played in some in front of a crowd for two years. Obviously, last year we had COVID, and the year before that we had Triple E, a mosquito thing going on up here, where they couldn't play at night. So they haven't, you know, they have. There hasn't been Friday night football in my town in two years. There are juniors at our high school who haven't seen a high school football game on a Friday night. That to me is like, oh man, they're just missing something awesome. So what I decided to do is rally the community. And I created a, an event where just tailgating from five to six, our games kick off at six. So from five to six, I invited as many groups as I possibly could utilizing local social media, right? That's another podcast. How do you utilize local social media? Not all of so Facebook, but just your local groups, reaching out, inviting the local groups, inviting the the band parents, the players' parents, like just all the different communities and organizations in town say, hey, just show up to this thing. It's an hour long, bring your own food, bring your own drinks and let's, you know, do some, you know, hang out together as a community and then go support these poor, you know, student athletes and cheerleaders and band members that haven't been able to do their thing in front of anyone in two years. And the support I'm getting is overwhelming. Like, um, if you think about it, I organized the event I didn't do it for this reason, but again, you know, the reason you asked the question, I organized the event and, you know, my, this event is getting blasted all over Hawkington. And we already have, the last I checked was a couple hours ago, there were 66 people that are either going or interested. And that doesn't sound like a lot, but when you figure 66 people who bring their fit, those are just one person. They're obviously going to bring people with them, their family, their kids, I mean, you know, three, four people each, you're talking 200 people extra that are going to show up to an event and all of them saw my invitation and my name. And so it happens organically. Yeah. That's amazing, man. That is amazing. So I, I listen to all that and your passion is just like flowing through. I mean, it, it's coming right through the, uh, the headphones I got on that you are so passionate about this, but Brian, so let me play devil's advocate. I don't have that extrovert personality you have. Like you, you sound like you walk into a room, you own the room. I'm Brian Brown. Hey, how you doing? Da, 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 da. I'm kind of, you know, I'm not a wallflower, but I don't know how to walk into a room. And, you know, what if I, geez, I'm going to put an event on. I mean, I, that's not, that's way outside my comfort zone. I know I would love to do what you do, but how do I get that personality that you've got, man? What if I don't even have that personality? Yeah. Yeah. And that's a totally, it's a, it's a fair question. Um, you know, I got a couple, you know, responses to that is, is one, you can always, if you're not comfortable doing it on your own, on your own, you can, you can always partner up with somebody who, who may be on that more extroverted side. Now, remember, all I've done so far is for this particular Friday Night Lights thing is just send a social media, a Facebook evite, just set up an evite event, right? And I blast it. Now, granted, I had a lot of back channel discussions one-on-one, -on -one. I'm sure if somebody's more of an introverted person, I definitely am not, <laughs> probably comes through. But if somebody's more of an introverted person, 
I had a bunch of one-on-one -on -one conversations with each of the, the leaders, the quote unquote leaders in town, right? Your people on the planning board, the PTA, the uh, boosters, you know, one-on-one -on -one conversations to make sure that everyone was on board before I set up an event and blasted it out. But that is, you know, I, I know a lot of, you know, quote unquote introverts and people who may not, you know, come across like I do, who would still be comfortable having one-on-one -on -one conversations and then sending a Facebook event, right? And then, uh, but if you're not even comfortable doing that, I, I suggest you partner with somebody who may be comfortable with that. And then the third thing that they can do is start small, right? I'm okay. My mind immediately goes to, I want to invite everyone in hockey, <laughs> you know? And, and that's just how I am. I'm comfortable with it. There may be people out there like, listen, I just want to have an event with five people. That's about the maximum I'm comfortable with in a room. And that's fine. Get them involved and then, and then get a little bit more, six, seven, 10, 15, and you'll start to see that grow. And so on. you being comfortable because you know the people in the room. Yeah, love it. Love it. Okay, I'm going to ask you one more uh, technique that I remember from a previous podcast, because I think this will also, I want to talk about ROI. And if you could nail down more of a specific ROI, that'd be great. Or even a ballpark one that came from the yard signs. Uh, do you yeah. remember that podcast you created yeah. about, you bought yard signs for your local preschool graduating class. And Brian did it because he wanted to. Another re he just did it because he wanted to. He's like, hey, you know, I think that was during COVID. You could tell the story, but there wasn't any monetary return, but then you got a huge ROI. Can you talk about that? Yeah, sure. Um, that was a fun one. Uh, this was right at, at covid uh, when all the graduation stuff started shutting down, can't do any graduations. Um, you know, and I, listen, at the time I had a preschooler who was graduating, going to be graduating preschool. And I felt like he was getting robbed and, and, you know, to nobody's fault, right? It's just the environment yeah. that we're living in and anyone graduating anything in my mind was getting just totally robbed of a great experience. And I felt the same for my little guy. And, um, and so my wife actually was like, hey, you should, uh, we should buy Camel, his name's Camden, we should buy Camel on sign just to kind of take some pictures, make it special with his cap and gown. And I was like, all right. And then I immediately was like, well, wait a minute, if he's feeling that way, and if that'd be special to him, we should do this. Why not do it for every preschooler graduating in Hopkinton? We estimated there were, uh, I think somewhere around a couple hundred and, uh, or maybe there's a hundred, something like that. I can't remember the exact numbers, but anyway, um, so I ended up buying, we created, uh, you know, graduation, preschool graduation lawn signs. You can go on my Facebook page, which is facebook.com uh, backslash or forward slash local uh, impact coach and see the yard sign actually. But um, we, yeah, so we created a sign. We had a hundred made. They were $4 each for printed color, both sides with a little metal stake, $4 each. And what I did was I handed them out outside at my place of business, which, so it's sort of subliminal organic yep. branding, right? So yep. it was outside, outside of my office. I got to have safe conversations with people because we're outside six feet apart, the whole deal. They took their sign. Hey, they're like, what? This, the, the responses were overwhelming. Like, oh my God, like my daughter's going to be so happy with this. And thank you so much. Like, what do I owe you? Like, you don't owe me anything. Like, this, this cost me $400, right? This isn't like life-changing money, but so you, the question was ROI. Uh, I think if I remember correct, I did two loans from it. Uh, or two, I can't remember actually how many loans, but it generated uh, somewhere north of 8,000 in commission, which I think if you did the math, it was something like over 2,000% return <laughs> on investment. 
Um, but you know, that's the actual number that it generated. But the branding and the good, if I didn't make a dime from it, if I was down $400, the branding and the goodwill that it created at the time when it was needed was off the charts. It was even more than a 2,200% return. Yeah, that's amazing, man. That's absolutely, because they had to come to your place of business to get the sign. Yep. So now they're right there with you on your home turf. Now they're going to, hey, Brian, what is, so what is it that you do? I don't think I've met. Maybe we know each other. Maybe we don't. And yep. that turns into $8,000 in commission, maybe more because you might get a referral down the road. Who knows? But the point is when you lead with value and you have no attachment to the to the end result, you just, all yep. you want to do is add value, but you're doing it locally. So, you know, a guy like me does a podcast that goes out all around the world. That's one way to do it. That is not the only way to do it, especially if you work in a community and you think, oh yeah, but Brian, you're in this big community. How many people are in your home? How many people are in Hopkinton? Uh, it's something like 16, 17,000. That's it. 16 to 17,000. And you're doing this type of business and generating that kind of revenue all through goodwill, local marketing techniques. And I tell you, he's got 44 podcasts, actually, to be exact on iTunes. And he talks about the power of BNI, the, you know, the famous networking group, you got your local chamber of commerce, and he talked about Facebook pages. Uh, really, these are so simple. But that's where all the all the genius is. It's in doing simple better. So what Brian's done, he's taken something very simple and he's doing it better than anybody else out there. And if he wasn't, I wouldn't have him on the podcast. I mean, Brian, Brian hired me back in January this year because he wanted to bring out something different than what he's doing now in mortgages because he had a passion to get a message out there. And this is it. This is what happens when you really dial in to that passion. I mean, did you think, you know, last year at this time that you'd have close to 50 podcasts on iTunes getting hundreds and then thousands of downloads? No, no, never. I, I, I sort of did this, you know, my quick story on that is I, I sort of did this as like a New Year's resolution. I had been listening to your podcast for, oh man, at least a couple of years. I needed that quick daily dose of motivation and inspiration. And I was totally getting it. And you were, you were, you were just, you, I felt like you were speaking to me directly when you were like, you got to launch your, your, uh, you know, your, your movement and kind of what you're passionate about. And this local stuff is what I was passionate about. And I just said the hell with it. January 1st, you remember whatever that first official business day was in January, I called you and I said, I've been thinking about this for two years. Let's just do it. I never would have imagined that I'd be, you know, almost a thousand downloads in totally organic, by the way, yeah. um, yep. Yep. not doing anything other than just talking into a microphone and seeing who listens and downloads. And, and I mean, that's no joke. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I mean, you, you have literally not even tried to promote it and you still got a thousand downloads. Yeah, I haven't even done a good job promoting it locally because I, I sort of, this is my fault. Not I just, I want to get better before I start letting my local community know, you know, I, I want to get, become a better speaker and podcaster, if that's a word, yeah. um, before I, before I really like let loose and start telling the whole world about it. And, and it's already, people have already reached out to me about it. And, you know, for the people that I have reached out to just saying, Hey, I'd love your feedback on this. Like the, the feedback is, is overwhelmingly positive and that's not, I, I, that's Sam, that's more on you than it is on me because your coaching is just, it's really, really helped me. And, and uh, so the feedback has been phenomenal. It's, it's been an incredible experience. I can't thank you enough. And what it does is it makes me better at mortgages because I'm constantly thinking of ways that things that I can do in my community to help my community that add content <laughs> for me to get out to the world. Right. Cause I'm always like, Oh man, Sam's going to reach out to me if I don't come up with a podcast. So I'm like, I got to do an event. And it's, it's keeping me, it's helping my mortgage business just trying to create content and do more podcasting. So it's a win-win for me. 
Oh, I know. And Brian, look, Brian's the best of the best at what he does. He's he's too humble. But I'm I'm trying to pull Brian Brown out and out onto the speaker circuit, and he Brian Brown is too smart to let Sam Crowley yank him out there too far too quickly. And so what he's doing is what he does best, and that's you know doing mortgages for people, building all of these relationships in his backyard. This guy, though, that you're listening to right now, remember the name, because in about two or three years from now, he's going to have courses online, he's going to be speaking on stage, and he's going to have a dynamic podcast that he's been growing for a few years. And it all just starts with following what it is you're passionate about. Um, so, Brian, last question. I just want to take people into the day of the life of Brian Brown, because from everything you've got going on, I need a nap just listening to your schedule. Okay. Yeah. What time do you get up in the morning? What's your daily routine like? How do you even juggle a family, a business, this podcast thing? Health. I know you've lost weight. You're in great shape. Dude, I'm exhausted listening to you. What does your average day look like for you? Yeah. Well, we try to uh, get up around uh, 5 30, hit the gym down in the, we have a, a home gym, just a small workout room in our basement, my wife and I. And, you know, just try to hit that uh, by like six ish, done by my kids. We don't let them out of their rooms until seven. They're early risers. So they, <laughs> they, they're not allowed to come out until seven. We have the okay to wake clock. So, anyway, any parent um, knows that feeling. Oh, uh, it's just uh, genius. Yeah. So, Seven o'clock, kids come down. We do the, you know, I do the dad thing, get them on the bus and, you know, well, food and all that sort of stuff, pack them and get them on the buses for about nine. And then, you know, I'm in the office by like 930 and, you know, I'm home every day at, at 530. And, and here's the thing, man, I can work more, but, you know, I'm a dad first and I, I've sort of come to the conclusion with myself, if that's the right word, that I'm going to hustle as hard as I possibly can from 930 at work, you know, from 9.30 to 5.30, and then I'm home, and then I'm, I'm a dad, and I'm 100% in, and that's, you know, to bring it back to the podcast, like, that's been the, the amazing eye-opening thing for me, is that most people travel somewhere, you know, for work, right, and uh, right. These, these days are actually a little different, right, people, a lot of, there's a lot of Zoom going on, but, you know, pre-Zoom and probably, po I mean, uh, pre-COVID and probably post-COVID, you're going to, people are going to be traveling around again, and you're, you're wasting hours of your life working in a different market. You just don't have to. What it, it, what it, you know, to be at work at 9.30, which is late, I realize that, and home by 5.30, which is probably early for most people listening to this, yeah. and having a business that has only grown in, uh, you know, in size and you know, loan closings and things like that, to have both, uh, I feel just incredibly blessed. And, and I think any of the listeners can as well. There's a technique to it. It's got, you know, you got to work, you got to focus locally and just take the leap of faith that it is absolutely possible. People in your community are looking for somebody to step up and become that leader. Be, show us, take us to events, hold events. Like they will show up and there's a technique to it. And if you follow it and uh, it, the, the benefits that you'll you know, see from it in your own business and your personal life will be will be off the charts. And I, I think you'll, you know, find a better quality of life. Amen, dude. Amen. I love it. It's a great place to end on getting up early. Never hurt anybody. Um, you know, especially when you have a family. So my wife, or the, my wife and I are the same. We find ourselves on the couch at six o'clock in the morning with a cup of coffee and we just talk uninterrupted because there's nobody else up at 6am yep. in the Crowley house. And that's just, that's our time together to have a conversation. So uh, health and fitness mindset business, <clears throat> man, you're hitting on all cylinders, Brian. Thanks for coming on the podcast today. It's always great to catch up with you, dude. And this local impact podcast, absolutely love it. Congratulations on that. 
Awesome, man. Thanks so much for having me on. I appreciate it. You know, I'd, I'd welcome any of the listeners to just kind of reach out to me, ask me questions. Like, I'm not making a dime on any of this, right? Like, I just do it because I'm passionate about it. So if people want to reach out to me and ask me questions and ideas, and I'd be, I'd be honored to, to answer them. Yeah. Facebook. How about uh, facebook.com forward slash local impact coach? Uh, facebook.com forward slash local impact coach. Uh, send Brian a message. Let him know you heard him on the Everyday Saturday podcast. If you have any local uh, Im- impact or local marketing questions, fire him his way. He'll get back to you. All right. So, yeah, and I'd love to hear their stories too. I, you know, listen, I'm just one guy doing it in one town. I'm sure there are unbelievable things happening all over the country that I'd love to learn about. True. No, that's true. True. All right, Brian. Thanks so much, man. Great having you on the show. And uh, I will be in touch with you very soon. I know that. All right, man. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. All right, Brian Brown, everybody. Thanks for checking in on the Everyday Saturday podcast. See you back tomorrow. Have the best day ever. And that's a wrap. Another Everyday Saturday podcast in the books. Thanks so much for listening. Would you do your boy a favor? Would you get on iTunes or wherever you listen to the Everyday Saturday podcast and leave a rating for the show? It helps amazing people like you find the show faster. And that's what I'm looking for. Amazing people like you. Hey, I'm always hanging out on the interwebs. You can check me out on Instagram at Everyday is Saturday. Let me know you're listening to the show. Love, 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 love hearing from fans of the Everyday Saturday podcast. And one last thing, when you're ready to launch, get on my calendar, go to launchwithsam.com. You and I are going to work together to set rocket fuel to your dream. Are you ready? Let's do it. I'll see you on the next Everyday is Saturday podcast.